What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, aka Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. Yo, 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 what's good, people? And I just want to say, that your boy got a new mic, and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, it's a Blue Yeti. Uh-huh. We really in here like that. And I just wanted to try it. I feel like I did make the right choice. I wanted to get something of greater quality um, and better sound. So I'm excited for the use of it. This is my very first podcast with it, and so I'm grateful. Amen, amen. Um, but to... Add to that, we see that the name of this podcast is called New Beginnings. And the Lord was even just speaking to me as I was putting together this mic. And so I want to just share what he was placing on my heart. And so there's a specific scripture that I thought of. It's in the book of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4, verses 10. And it's in the New Living Translation, and you can look at any other translation. It doesn't really matter. But it says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line of Zerubbabel's hand. And I was just thinking about, because I've heard the term all the time, right? Uh, do not despise the day of small beginnings. I think there's, because this could, this could deal with the future. This could deal with your current as well. And I want to really just talk about my testimony about not just starting the podcast, but also like my testimony now as someone who is transitioning from college to an adult. I think I think it's related to the topic. And so um, I guess I'll start with the podcast. Like I had the podcast begin in around 2020 um, and we still going on strong two years, y'all. Woo. woo, Yeah. And um, it happened when I got kicked out of school, not kicked out of school, that sounded so bad, when COVID happened and we got kicked off of campus. So we had to do school online because COVID hit. And I remember it was my uh, idea to start it or the Lord gave me the idea to start it. And so I actually asked the Lord, I'm like, okay, Lord, if you really desire for me to do this, you know, show me. And the, that same night I had a dream of me buying microphones and podcast equipment and stuff like that and me speaking on the podcast. So I took that as confirmation and I just said, okay. And I remember buying this mic. This mic was about $19. I forgot the brand of it. But if you go back and you hear my very very first podcast, you will hear the difference between this mic and that mic. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think the... The greatest part of this entire process of even getting to this point to where I can buy an expensive mic for my podcast is just the fact that regardless of whatever microphone I had, I was faithful to what the Lord put inside of me. Mm. So like even when I was, you know, speaking with a $19 microphone or a $30 microphone or a $60 microphone, you know what I'm saying? Like the price and the quality of the equipment did not determine the level of drive or intentionality that I had to honor what God had placed inside of me. 
And so now it's to the point where, and even and beyond that, through all of that, I wasn't just, I was, as I was being consistent, like it wasn't just me learning how to push in certain environments that I wasn't comfortable in because for the longest, I'm a person of quality. So I wanted a certain quality of mic. I wanted a certain quality of sound simply because I just like nice things. I'm bougie. You know what I'm saying? And I have a standard with how I want to live. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think the issue is, is when you refuse to go forth fully and put 110% in what the vision God has given you in what what the in what the vision God has given you simply because the environment doesn't match what you desire. And so getting to this point and even like when I was setting up the mic, I was grateful. And so I even think of the scripture how the Bible says, um, Jesus said, if you are faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many, right? So now I want to just talk about my job and like where I'm at in life and even transitioning from college to being an adult. And so a lot of people may not know this, but the main jo- my uh no, I'm sorry. My first job, my first job, like official job was a CIT. Um and that was a counselor in training. And so I was responsible for watching people's kids, um playing with people's kids. I was a camp counselor essentially. I was not getting paid. But I held the position of a camp counselor. And so I was sitting here dealing with these people's kids, playing with them, doing all that other stuff. Whether if I was happy, irritated, or annoyed, I was responsible for watching people's children, even cleaning up the campsite after they left. And this was something I would do every single day. I was I was feeding them breakfast, feeding them uh, lunch, doing all this work for free. And so that was my very, very first job. The second job I had, I worked at PacSun. I was just a... I was just a uh, sales associate, and I was, an, and then the year after that, I was a sales associate at Zara. Then after that, I was, uh, what was I? I was an Uber Eats driver. So that was my main form of income from when I was a about from when I was a junior. No, I'm sorry, sophomore to a junior. Yeah. When I was a sophomore in, high, in college and then a junior in college, that was my main source of income. That's how I made money. And I also tutored. So I essentially had two sources of income. I was happy about that. I was getting paid. You know what I'm saying? And these were things, like, even, even for me, right, like, it's not to demean the job of being an Uber driver or being a sales associate or being a camp counselor, but it's like, the Lord sees the way we handle our beginning stage. The Lord sees the way we handle what he gives us first. Because the Bible says, if you are faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many. That scripture indicates that there's eyes that are watching you. The Lord's eyes. The Bible says his eyes go to and fro, beholding every good and evil deed. Right? And so now currently... I am an engineer. I'm a telecommunications design engineer for a company in Northern Virginia. I will not disclose the company that I work for. And, you know, the the pay is different. <laughs> the tasks are different. And the environment of work is different. Um, it's more feasible. It's better. Uh, it's more enjoyable. Uh, there's a better level of quality. 
but I really sense that the Lord granted granted that to me because of who I was when I worked at Zara, who I was when I worked at PacSun, who I was when I was a CIT for a day camp without getting any pay. Was I still faithful in serving the children breakfast and lunch and watching them and playing with them and cleaning up the campsite? Was, was, was I still faithful in that? And I was. I'm not saying I was perfect because there's nobody that's perfect, right? But I was intentional to make sure that I was faithful in the first jobs that I had. Um, and like even in, what's crazy is like it's funny how the conviction of the Holy Ghost or, or not even just, I'm not even going to say that, but like, it's funny how even when you're not saved, you know what is right and what is wrong. And so like, there would be times where, because I wasn't saved when I worked at PacSun or when I was a camp counselor, I was still in the world. I was saved when I worked at Zara though. I was freshly saved when I worked at Zara. But even when I was at PacSun or even when I was at the camp, uh, working as a CIT, there was this conviction that I had simply to be on time, to speak to people correctly, to be respectful to authority. Um, Even with that camp, like I was very disrespectful to the counselors when I was a camper. So that's what's wild. And that's what's crazy is like God will teach you the type of things that you did to your leaders when he puts you in a position of a leader. And so there were times where I felt bad because I was disrespecting people. I was um, rebellious. I was doing my own thing. And I said anything and anything out of my mouth. And I was disrespecting authority and counselors when I was a camper. Then I messed around and became a CIT. And the treatment that I received, it was a little, it was a little rough. But the Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So little, little did I know that at an early age, the Lord was already teaching me the the principle of sowing and reaping. I remember my leader, he said something to me. He said, I repent every day for all of the times that I gave my leaders a hard time because now God has promoted him to a place of leadership. He now sees the error of rebellion. He now sees the error of not taking an assignment seriously. And that's what happened to me. So I look at it as Will will you be faithful? I look at it as the Lord was like, will you be faithful when you have to pick up trash after children, even though they left? Will you be faithful to watch them until every parent has come and picked up their child? Will you be faithful to be on time to serve breakfast and get breakfast ready for them? Will you be faithful to be on time for lunch so that you can feed the kids? Will you be faithful to let the kids eat first and then you eat last? Will will you be faithful to do that? Will you be faithful to honor the authority of your job even though you're not getting paid? And so in the eyes of the world, because you're not getting paid, you don't have any obligation to be here. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says the love of the the love of money is the root of all evil. But what's crazy is, is though I wasn't getting paid, right, physically, I was getting paid spiritually. Because I was learning patience, I was learning submission, I was learning faithfulness, and that was my first job ever. And the Holy Spirit used that to train me as to where I am now, right? So then we had Paxson and Zara. Okay, Jesse, will you be faithful in being respectful and kind to these customers, even though they messed something up and it's their fault and they're complaining at the register and cursing you out? Will you be faithful in folding clothes? 
Will you take shortcuts and folding clothes or will you fold the clothes the way that the manager showed you? Will you will you be intentional to check the fitting room when it's messy? And when it is messy, are you going to take initiative to clean it? Or are you going to wait for somebody else to do it because you don't want to? The Lord watches the way we maneuver in settings for future um, situations. He's trying to set us up. And so. I'm very grateful for that experience because regardless of the environment, regardless of where I was, even though I didn't like it sometimes, I made up in my mind that I was going to honor and be faithful. And then I told you all that in Zara, I was saved. And so I literally prayed and asked the Lord for a job. And I remember feeling so insecure and so uh, frustrated because I went to a school where engineering is very, you know, uh, notable. And so I was a mechanical engineering student. I went to the great North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, Aggie Pride. Woo woo. And I remember I wanted an internship so bad. And all my close friends, all my homies, they got internships and I didn't. And I felt left out. I felt like I was forgotten about. And I really had to plow past that and endure past that and say, okay, like everybody that I know is working at these big time level companies making this big time money and you're working at Zara. Like the enemy would whisper in my ear, like, oh, you're nobody, bro. You work at a store. At Zara, bro. You work at Zara and you got people that you know that work at AT&T and Apple. Like, who are you? And you can't you can't allow the enemy to lie to you and say things like that because little did I know, simply by me being faithful to that job, I was sowing into my destiny. And like I can genuinely say I'm reaping the fruits of that already. And I'm pretty sure there's more and you know, I'm it's not even to say that after that lesson, this process stops. You know, because it's a continuous process because there's a greater level of humility that God is going to consistently call you as long as he raises you up. There's just a greater level of submission. Every level of oil, every level of anointing, every level of power that God wants to grant you is going to come from a greater level of surrender and sacrifice and submission. Right. And so when when I got to Zara, I made sure I was on time. I made sure that I did the right thing, that I didn't lie on my timesheet, that I um did everything that I was respectful to the customers, that I was respectful to the managers. Um, and so I looked at my job as an answered prayer. And so even though the enemy would try to say, just because you're not working in a lucrative company, you're nobody and like this job is worthless. But I had to remind myself daily, Jesse, this is an answered prayer. You asked for a job and God granted you one. And so I didn't know where I would be or who I would be a couple of years from now and like where I would be working right now. But I'm saying like, I, I realized that the Lord was dealing with me about how he saw my attitude in that situation, right? So I think, and, and so now the things that I learned, right, from those jobs, the things that I adapted to concerning those jobs, they are literally affecting my workplace now, like where I work right now. And I'm seeing the benefits of it and I'm grateful for the process. And so... I just really want to speak into this because I really sense even in the body of Christ when it comes to because this is related to the call of God. Yes, you could look at this as a workplace or you could look at this as being an employee or even a business owner or whatever. But like this could as well be just a principle that is dealt with as us being Christians and sons of God. And and I really want to talk to the fact of, you know, people are not prepared for their destiny and they step into it prematurely because they just didn't allow their previous process 
to condition them for where they're called to be. So it's like your mind is so focused on who you're going to be. And don't get me wrong, I believe in the prophetic. But sometimes we could be so quote unquote prophetic that we miss the now, that we miss what God is trying to say to us now, that we miss what God is trying to teach us right now because we're so focused on the future. There's nothing wrong with being focused on the future, but there's a level of attention that you must give towards where you currently are. And so the reason why there's so many premature people in the body of Christ, the reason why you have people going premature in ministry, premature in business, premature in jobs, premature in whatever they're doing is because they didn't allow their previous season to really condition them and who they're called to be, right? Let's just say I make a pizza and let's say my friend makes a pizza, but let's say I spend five minutes on the pizza versus my friend who spends maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. You're going to taste the difference. You're going to taste the difference of how much time we put in our process concerning our pizzas. But what's wild is, is you may not see how we cooked it, but when the pizzas are presented to you, you'll know who took the time. So the thing is, I want to speak to people who feel like they're cutting corners and nobody sees you. That's fine. We don't see you. We don't know. But when you're presented to the people of God, my God, it will be shown that you are not in the oven, but you were in the microwave. And I want to speak to the people that are not cutting corners, that feel like you're doing the right thing and feel like people are getting blessed ahead of you. You're doing the right thing. You're going about it the right way and you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, but you feel unseen and you feel like that people that are doing the wrong thing are prospering and going forth, right? I want to let you know that when it comes to people's processes, we never see that. But the thing is, is you're going to be presented to people. And when people, when you get presented to people, and they taste of what is on your life. They'll be able to taste the fact that God oven baked you. Hmm? And so I want you to be encouraged. And so that's why this is so important. New beginnings. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings. Right? If the Lord, which he did, called me to do this podcast, he was pleased by the fact that I obeyed him and stepped out. Because a lot of people can't even do that. A lot of people receive an instruction from God and say, you're called to do this. You're called to go here. You're called to be this. And they can't even start because of fear, because of timidity, because of self-doubt, because of insecurity. And it's not to say that I didn't battle those things, but I knew greater is in me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So it's even saying, God, regardless of my struggles, regardless of my frustrations and even my flaws that I say over myself. If you say that I am qualified, that I'm going to push past what I think of me and I'm going to go forth in the purpose that you have designated for my life. And through that, God will bless you. And so, th and, and this is the thing as well. I, I'm, I've been saying this a lot lately for the past couple of days, but these kind of situations show who has the anointing and who has gifts. Because Gifts can be trained and gifts can be cultivated, but gifts and callings are without repentance. So that means in order for you to be gifted and called, you don't have to walk through a process of anything. You don't have to be tried. 
You don't have to be tested. You don't have to endure anything to be gifted because the gift and the call is there, whether if you're saved or not. And you can even be saved. But the question is, are you sanctified? My God. And so regardless of whether if you're willing to submit to the Lord in that way, the gift is there. But the anointing, you can't have that without a process. If the the oil of an olive has to be crushed in order for it to come out. You can't dodge the crushing. My main focus is you cannot fake the anointing. So regardless of how many Instagram lives you go on, regard this goes for me too. Like I go on Instagram live and I pray and I have to check my heart day in and day out. Are you going through the process of becoming the Lord's anointed? Or are you just are you just a gifted person that just rose up out of nowhere and is moving in the gift? And so sometimes we get deceived into thinking, and, and that's what I feel like God wants to really do in this season, is he wants to help the people of God discern the anointing, right? Because we can get confused by charisma, by emotionalism, by loud music, by hype moments, and we lack discernment of the anointing. We, we lack discerning whether if God is truly behind this. What is the anointing? The anointing is a blessing. What is a blessing? A blessing is approval. I bless you in this. I approve this, right? So we we say we know God, but we struggle to identify whether if God stamps his approval on something. So there's a level of even knowing God that he's inviting us into because if God is our friend or if he desires friendship with us, we should know our friends well enough to know what they would or would not approve of. I know my friend would not approve of me talking about them, right? I know my mother would not approve of me having a disrespectful tone to her as my mother because I know her, right? So it's the same thing with the Lord. Because we have a close relationship with God, we should be able to discern whether if his blessing or his approval is in something. And it's not just in a person. It could be in a movement. Hello. Just because you see a conference with a beautiful flyer and it looks nice to the physical eye, it doesn't mean that God's stamp of approval is on it. But sometimes we can't even see past that. Sometimes we don't even have enough discernment to see past that. And so we really have to lock in and ask the Lord, Father, help us discern the anointing. You need to discern the anointing. You need to discern the anointing. Some people wouldn't be in certain relationships and connections with folk if they were able to just discern the anointing. Mm. Some people wouldn't join certain churches if they were just able to discern the anointing. Some people wouldn't remain stagnant. Some people wouldn't have certain spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers if they would simply just be able to discern the anointing. Mm. So why am I saying this? Because I want I want us to recognize the importance of the process, the importance of being who, the importance of the becoming, right? Like if we simply just rush to get to where we are or where we're supposed to be, we won't be fully processed and prepared to step into that. And even then, like it's a like the Bible says, Paul said, I've learned to be content, right? In every circumstances, whether if he had little or much Right. And I feel like that's what God is trying to teach us. He wants us to have the same level of contentment. I understand that you're called to be a prophet to the nations. But are you OK with mopping the floor right now? And are you just as content with mopping the floor as you would be when you're prophesying on the altar? I want to tell you all a story. This this blessed me today. So today I was driving from New York to uh, today I was driving from New York to Virginia and my tires, they had, they, they needed air. And so for my car, um, when, and I'm, 
pretty sure every car really if your car if your tire needs air uh the light the hazard light will come up on your dashboard and so i remember i went to the i went to the gas station and i put the air in my tire and there's a meter there's an air meter that shows the pressure that your tires have and so i knew that my tires needed to be at a certain amount and so i filled all four tires with the amount of air that it needed cool and so i remember driving and the the uh the hazard light wasn't going off. And I was confused because I'm like, why Why is the hazard light not going off? And you know what the Lord said to me? The Lord said, the car is designed to see if the wheels will remain at the same pressure or at the correct pressure. I said, wow. And so my car, listen, my, my hazard light for my tires did not go off until an hour and a half, two hours later. Why? Because the system that was put in my vehicle, even though the pressure was correct on the on the wheels, my car wanted to make sure that my wheels could go two hours before it messed around and turned the light off. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that the Lord has put a system in place in the body of Christ to see can you remain? And that's something that my bro Darren says all the time. And it's true. Can you remain? And so what is what is putting the air in the tires signify? It signifies I have the gift. I know the scripture. I have the connections. I have the charisma. I have the prayer life. I can sing. I can prophesy. I can heal the sick. I can cast out devils. I have air in my tires. So because I have air in my tires, I'm prepared. I'm good to go. But can you live right? Can you stop gossiping? Can you challenge yourself to fast more? Can you be humble? Can you not defend yourself when you know you're right? Do you recognize that just because you have an opinion about something doesn't mean it should be stated? Are you submitted to your leaders? These are things that God has for his system to see if the pressure or the things that you have stored up inside of you are truly there. Mm. So, so that story blessed me because I filled the tires up. The tires were at the right pressure. I knew they were, but the light wasn't turning off. The, I, I, the, car, the car was not released to think that the air pressure was okay until the tires went through a process of driving. Then that's when I knew that the pressure of my tires was solidified. It's the same thing with us. This is when we know that the call, the placement that God has destined for us will be solidified when we go through the process. Even when we know that we have what it takes. Even when we know, I know you're called to be an apostle to the nations. I know Jesus took you to heaven and showed you that you were a mighty evangelist. But can you hold the man of God's towel and be okay with that? Can you hold the offering bucket and just be okay with that? I know you have a preach in you, but can you get the man of God his water? And that just be your assignment. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with catching people at the altar that are getting ready to fall 
even though you know that you're called to be a multimillionaire and a business owner and hosting seminars for getting people out of poverty. Are you okay with that? Seriously. And so what this speaks to is where we're at and the rush of trying to get into purpose. And what's crazy, uh, what's crazy about this, let me tell you how religious we'll be in church. We think that serving and doing the quote unquote small tasks is outside of purpose and destiny. You do realize that when you mop the floor of a church, you are fulfilling your destiny in God. Oh, did I really just say yes? Like you're fulfilling your destiny in God. The Bible says the greatest among you will be a servant. So when you're mopping the floor in your church, when you're when you're getting the water for your pastor, when you're picking up people from church because they don't have a ride. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing the things that we deem as unimportant, God looks at those things. God sees those things and you are fulfilling your purpose and your call because beyond all of this prophet, pastor, evangelist, apostle, all of that, the Bible says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. The second is likened unto it to love your neighbor as yourself. Your fulfillment in life. The Bible says the purpose of mankind is to fear the Lord and to keep his commandments. What are his greatest commandments? Love God, love his people. Love God, serve his people. Love God, sacrifice for his people. Your call and your life is designated for service unto God and unto his people. Even when we, even when we think of prophesying and preaching on big stages and hosting seminars and all this other extra stuff, y'all do realize that service, right? That's not a concert. This is not the world. Only in the world, you're able to go on a stage and do all this extra stuff and then not be considered service. But if you're preaching in front of millions of people, I mean, the vision of it, the idea of it, maybe it seems very glamorous and nice and, you know, all that other stuff. But you do realize God accounts that as service. He looks at that as you serving his people. So I just wanted to talk about this real quick because I feel like, like I said, a lot of us can't appreciate what God is doing in our current season because we're so focused on where we want to go, who we want to be, not realizing that who we are now and what God is trying to do within us now is what's going to cause us to be prepared to get there in the first place. So I hope this blessed you. Be grateful for where, be grateful for wherever you are. Be content wherever you are. Despise not the small beginnings. Start the work. Begin whatever process you are in and do it with a smile on your face. Do it do it with excitement knowing that one, the season won't last, it will pass over, but also knowing that every day you're being a step closer to conforming to what God has truly destined for you, so on and so forth. Love y'all. Be blessed. What up, y'all? I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to another episode of the Christ Convo podcast. If you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada, J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. Thank you for listening. I hope you received something and stay tuned for the next. See y'all soon.